Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEATINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code me tanks what's up guys welcome back to the pod so today we are revisiting one of my favorite episodes friendships can and should survive your baby now it's an interesting time to bring this up again since on instagram just a couple weeks ago we were talking about someone who wrote in and she said you know she was the maid of honor in her friend's wedding she helped her friend build the nursery. And when she checked in on her and said, oh, how are you doing? You know, getting close to the due date. She simply received a picture of her friend with her new baby in her nursery at home. And she was shocked, but thought, okay, you know, wow, that's great. She said, oh my gosh, you know, what's the baby's name? When when was the baby born? And didn't receive a text back for over a week and a half. And this sparked so much conversation in my DMs. And if you listen back to this episode, I get really choked up in this Friendships Can and Should Survive Your Baby episode. I talk a lot about, you know, how we can't abandon our friends. And I was very defensive over especially new moms and, you know, how this is important. But I would be lying if I said the conversation that occurred in my DMs and on social media didn't make me feel... I don't know. I felt 
first of all, super bad for the girl who wrote in because it's just it was coming from such a good place. And her confusion was just that was just that it was confusion. And I had every type of response. I had a lot of moms being like, well, you have no idea what it's like to have a baby. The first week is like so crazy. And I get that. And I I mean, I don't because I haven't had a baby. I'm treading lightly. Please, please. I also got a lot of responses from moms who said, I have four kids. I told I was texting the whole time. I was texting my friends. And I I think that's really weird. She didn't follow up, especially when this is clearly her best, best friend. Like, you know, it, I get I get that it's overwhelming. But, you know, a lot of moms don't shoot the messenger, by the way. I'm, I'm regurgitating what the mom said to me. They said, you know, when you're feeding a baby, like, of course, in the first week, there's there's a second to text back your best friend and say, yeah, we're good. Her name is blah or whatever. And I guess I'll be totally honest. This is how it made me feel. I felt really sad for childless women in this discussion because it was kind of like, wow, we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. Because I imagined an instance in which the someone had wrote in and was like, I just had a baby like it's my my best friend didn't check in on me. She didn't follow up with any questions and it would have been like burn her at the stake like oh this childish selfish woman like didn't check on her friend and it's like oh gosh the the division between women with kids and women without kids it starts right away, doesn't it? It's so crazy and like all the language that was being used, you know, all, all these people were writing in and I was like, I felt sad and I felt like, wow, maybe I did over idealize it in my episode. And so I'll be interested to hear feedback when you guys listen to this back. But I mean, feel like, wow, maybe I did over idealize it because, you know, it's really tough. And I think that both parties feel misunderstood at times by the other party. I will be honest. I, I, I'm not afraid to say this. You guys know me. You know you know how much I, I care about all women, childless and mothers are the same. A lot of the language was was kind of like, well, this stupid idiot doesn't know because she doesn't have kids. And not all, not all, but a lot of the language was like that. And And I think a lot of probably single women in their 30s or you know any age really have have felt that at times and I'm sure all the moms listening to this think well they don't know what it's like it is the craziest time and I get that I get that but it just made me sad that's all this conversation that I recently had on Instagram I'm hoping to pod on it next year so if you have thoughts on this please write in I would like to read them and you know kind of collect my thoughts but I guess really the the conclusion is the same as to this episode that you're about to listen to which is that you just need to communicate you know you just need to communicate and meet people where they are um but I don't know I don't know I also just think it's like maybe to do with friends like I I know for a fact that I would never not text my friends I I I know that no matter what because I'm a person who leans on her friends so deeply. I, I really, really lean on my friends so, so, so intensely. Um, and I know that my best friends would always text me. And I, I, I that's just the way that our friendships are. So it might be, just be a friend to friend thing. But I don't know. The conversation made me feel some type of way about about this. I guess we just have to communicate harder and, you know, work harder because the last thing that I want is to feel like two divided camps. We should be supporting each other, whether we have kids, whether we don't have kids. And you should have maximum 
grace and understanding for your friends. So I don't know where that leaves us apart from let's listen to the episode and tell me what you think. I today want to talk about an article that came out in The Cut, um, and a bunch of you sent it to me. Um, It is by Allison P. Davis, and it is called, it's kind of a long title, it's called Adorable Little Detonators, Our Friendship Survived Bad Dates, Illness, Marriage, Fights, But Why Can't It Survive Your Baby? So essentially, if you haven't read it, go read it. It's it's really worth a read. I got a lot of impassioned messages from you guys saying, can you please talk about this? I felt this, that, and the third way. And I I have a lot of thoughts about it. Um, And I want to start by saying I don't disagree necessarily with anything in the article. I mean, not that not that you could even disagree because it's sort of fact and experience. It's it's a collection of thoughts of people who have basically their friendships have deteriorated when their friends have had kids. The article left me and many of you guys feeling quite negative and down because it's a very negative view of um friendships post babies. And I'm going to come at it from a a couple of different ways because I think that would be the most digestible. But I'm just going to read a bit of it so that in case you haven't read it yet, you can kind of get a feel of it. Eventually, Sasha moved back to Los Angeles, and on a recent visit to New York, she was smacked in the face by how different her friends' lives had become. All we did was go to playgrounds, she said. My whole photo reel is just pictures of me with different kids of my friends at the playground. She and her husband decided the next time they go to New York, they'll cough up the money for a hotel. We're going to make our plans. And if people would like to get sitters and meet us out, great. Otherwise, sorry. It's kind of like a lot of that tone. Um, here's another Here's another quote. While one friend veers off into colic and diapers, navigating the way a new child gives new meaning to their sense of self while simultaneously taking a wrecking ball to it, to their ownership of their bodies, their sleep schedule, and their understanding of their careers, the other childless friend is, yes, dealing with their own wrecking balls, partnering up, divorcing, trying to have children, deciding never to have children, but is otherwise in a fairly unaltered state. One friend is sucking snot out of a tiny nose hole while the other remains free to travel, socialize, work, and evolve however they want to. Essentially, the entire article is really, really talking about how different it is, you know, once you have kids. And obviously, that's correct, right? And I would be lying if I said I didn't feel that there is a big difference between my friends who do have kids and who don't. I mean, it's a huge seismic event. Like, I think we can all agree on that. And again, nothing that Allison said in the article is wrong at all. I hope I don't sound stupid or silly when I say I just don't think that it's a helpful outlook, the one that she took. I, I you know, I'm accused of maybe being a little bit too optimistic sometimes or woo-woo or whatever. My only criticism is that I don't think it's helpful for women to perpetuate the us versus them narrative because I think it's why women feel so badly about themselves is the us versus them thing. And again, I I can't offer a super high level argument other than that. I don't think it behooves married people with children or single people to focus on the changes in friendships or the changes in lives. Okay, so now I'm going to look at it from from a couple different ways. Um, and again, I, I hope I don't sound silly. I'm, I'm, my take is literally just that instead of, 
you know, talking about how bad it is, we should find a way to be nice to each other and help each other, especially for women. And also, I think I'm kind of mincing my words because I do really respect this writer and I don't want to offend her at all. And I think it was a really good article and all the points she made are valid. So if I'm stumbling on myself, that's why. And if you're listening to this, then I absolutely respect you. I'm just going to look at it from a different point of view. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can design, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry, and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire wedding process with their free planning tools. I have three really good friends getting married this year, and they're all using Zola. And I know because they were telling me about how easy it is and it's just truly a one-stop shop and you know this girl loves efficiency right so my friends were telling me you can do it all in one place what a relief right and I know about Zola because I've bought so many gifts on registries via Zola and I just love how easy it is to send gifts keep everything organized everything is like done for you and we absolutely love that start planning at Zola.com that's Z-O-L-A dot com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with brand new releases and next listen recommendations. There's a story for every listener from classic favorites to exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors. Okay, so you guys, I listened to The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis on Audible and it was so scary. Okay, I was freaking out. I would be in my car listening to it and I literally sometimes would have to pull over because I was so engrossed in the story. It's set in Los Angeles. It is a mystery 
mystery thriller whodunit and it is so scary and it's so emotive and I literally was addicted to it. I couldn't do anything else for like two weeks while I was listening to it. Audible members can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. New Audible members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. This Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. I am obsessed with Osea because it is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate neutral certified. And I just know I can feel very safe using everything. My mom loves it too. I always gift her Osea because I know she's obsessed with it. She is a big fan of the body oil. She just loves how soft it makes her skin feel. It is the best. The Andaria Algae Body Oil is seriously one of a kind. Like I said, that's my mom's favorite. It's rich yet never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It leaves skin silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. This affects mainly women. Like, yes, dad's lives change too, but at the end of the day, no one's life is more changed than than a woman who has a baby. And I I don't have a baby, but from what I understand and my view of of becoming a mother is you I mean, not for everybody, but you completely your entire being is altered. Your genetic makeup is altered. Your brain chemistry is altered when they put that baby in your hands and you're a mom. Um, And I have always looked at that transformation with the utmost respect and fear almost because it is the most unique experience that I think you can have on this earth. So, you know, no one's... and, And also I think that... I guess it troubled me because it's like as if women don't have enough to deal with when they have babies. Now we are pointing out that like their single friends are going to hate them and like they are going to be isolated and they're going to be underwater until they until the kid is five or whatever. Like I think that women are all too aware. I think it is why it is such a difficult choice for women to decide when to have kids if they should have kids because they fucking know that their lives are about to be obliterated. They know. And I don't know. It, it just, it, I, I'm almost like, I guess it was good that she included like one part about the dads, but I, I don't know. I, I don't even really see how men's lives change that much on the whole. That was a mass generalization. I totally understand that. And I know that that's changing bit by bit, but I just feel as though, it it's just an issue that affects women. And it's sad because, you know, my entire fucking platform is about how female friendship is like the key to life. So the fact that we're saying like, oh, when you have a kid, like say bye to your friends, like it's that's scary and terrible. And although there is truth to it, I think we need to instead of just pointing at it and going, look, look at what's going to happen. I think we need to say, well, hold on a second. Why is this happening? Like, why do we have so why? Like, how can we find a way forward instead of just letting this happen?
Okay, and then so related to that, it's like pitting women against each other. We have enough of the us versus them. We have enough. We're born into scarcity mindset, which is another thing that I talk about all the time. We are born into it. And I don't think that we need another layer of us versus them and because it already exists. And I'm not saying she shouldn't have written the article. Again, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's outlook, right? I, I would like to see an article saying it's really fucking difficult for women to have babies. Like, how can we be a good friend? Or, hey, are you, you know, you recently had a child and you feel lonely. Like, here's like, let's think about ways that you can reconnect with your friends who don't have kids or or whatever. Again, maybe I sound like an idealist. Maybe those of you who have children are rolling your eyes saying, Tings, everything's going to change. But I am a single person and I do have many friends who have had babies. And no, we're not close in the same way, but I don't know if that's all to do with kids or if that was to do with the fact that I didn't see them in COVID for two years or the fact that, you know, we live in different cities. Like there are a million thing reasons to to have a, a, you know, a space between two people. And I don't think that we need to see kids as the end all be all of of friendships. Um, I, I took a peruse of the comments too. People were heated. If you if you so care to go look on the cut Instagram and go take a read of some of the comments. A lot of the comments were like, why does America hate children so much? Like, why why do we view having kids as a death sentence? And that's really interesting because that's the next thing I want to talk about, which is that I feel like the attitude towards having kids in America is so negative by no fault of our own because it's so awful to have a child in this country. I get that I'm American. I'm not saying like, well, in England, like I'm not doing that at all. But I do have that perspective, that slight perspective. My parents still live there. I have friends in in Europe. So I just want to say from a country issue, the way that America treats mothers, especially new mothers, is so abominable. It actually makes me want to vomit. Not only do we not have um, free contraceptives, not only do we not have fucking sex ed in some schools, not only do we have not rights to our own bodies, then when you have a kid, you get what, two weeks off? And then we're just like, I don't know, go fuck yourself. We have no child care. You have no support. And you just, you just, you're on your own, bitch. Like that's basically what we just say to women. And it's fucking disgusting. I think that if people in like Spain or the Netherlands read this article, they would like laugh hysterically and be like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about that you're not friends with people after they have kids? Like, that is so fucking bizarre. Like, that's so strange. And I think it really is an attitude that we have in America. I think it's deeply connected to our obsession with work. I think it's deeply connected to our the way that we view women as like before children, they have to be these like hairless, tiny, like perfect bodies, like whatever. And then as soon as they have a kid, it's like take them to the dumping ground because they don't matter anymore. And it makes me really, really sad sad. And I just, I felt a lot of that in this article where I I just felt like these women are still people. They're still women. They still have themselves. Like they just had a baby and like, we can't abandon them just because they decided to have a child. And if you're single and you're feeling like, whoa, you know, hold on, what about me? I'm going to get to that in a sec. Don't worry. So I just feel like it's, it's a really bad attitude to have the like, the us versus them in terms of women like who have kids and don't I feel like there's so we're always trying to 
segregate people and put them in boxes and not like box theory, but you know what I mean? I just feel like it's, it's a really bad attitude that we have to mothers in this country the same way. And also kids, that was a lot of the comments. If you go look on the Instagram post, people are like, why do people hate kids so much in America? And it's just like, people hate everybody in America because this is such a difficult country to live in. We think it's easy because we can get like a big diet Coke anytime we need it. But it's like, this is country is fucking awful to people. It's awful to women. It's awful to children. It's basically awful to anyone who isn't a white man. So, sorry, I'm really riled up today, guys. I'm I'm actually going to do what I think we can do at the end. The the next thing I want to talk about is like this is also a class issue, right? Or a socioeconomic level issue, might I might I add, because a lot of the comments were like or you know, a lot of the discussion was about how they just don't have time. They're distracted, you know, they don't have time and it's like, yeah, they don't have time because a lot of women don't have the money to have childcare. So if the only thing that they can do is to push, go on a walk with you because they don't have a nanny so that they can go out and get a coffee, like, then what are they supposed to do? Like, you, you're supposed to lose your friends if you can't afford childcare? Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think that that's also a lot to do with it. And again, that's related back to this country and how little support women have, especially especially if they don't have the means to have help or whatever. But then it's like you flip it on your head and it's like the phrase is it takes a village. This all goes back to why we need fucking community. This is all goes back to why we are having a crisis of loneliness, not just in men, but also in women is because we we don't have any community anymore. Like it used to be that you would help your neighbors and like, no, you would know their kids like you wouldn't abandon them when they when they would have a baby. You would go over and take a lasagna and yeah. So let me speak about um, if you're single. And I know, I know because I get a lot of notes and messages and DMs and calls about how it's like you feel abandoned after your friend has a baby and whatever. And like, I get that. I have stared in the face of the of the dragon alone and single thinking, well, my friend has her third baby thinking, not only do I not have a boyfriend or a husband or anything, I also am losing my friend. I have been there, but that doesn't mean that we can turn our backs on our friends and look at them like they're a three-headed monster and we're not because they have a kid and we don't. Like that is exactly the easy path and it's 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 easy in the short terms, but it's harder in the long term. Don't you see that like they're still your friend that you have to just be like, damn, like I'm not alone. I'm not losing my friend. My friend changed. And if I have a baby down the line, she's going to know exactly what to do. And if I don't have a baby down the line, maybe I'll go do a Christmas with her and her family and they'll welcome me in like you can't. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm really emotional today, but I think it's good. It's like. I get it. Like, it's so scary. A lot of the comments on the Instagram posts were like, all my friends abandon me when they have kids. Like, all they can talk about is babies and whatnot. And it's like, okay, so we have differences. It doesn't mean that you can stop being friends with them. So, so what can we do? What is my alternative outlook for this? I think you have to accept that life change people change and and I like the 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 subheading of the article was like our our friendship survived like fights and illness and marriage and stuff but it's like sometimes it doesn't in fact a lot of people on my fucking show call in and say I'm no longer friends with this person because she married an asshole so it's like I just think that that's really watering down 
or sorry, oversimplifying the, the, the ups and downs of life and friendship. Friendship ebbs and flows. I do think that ultimately, if you have a good thing with someone, then stick with it in the long run. Stick with it when they have a kid and you have no idea what a feeding schedule is. I don't know anything about babies, but I try and I ask for pictures because I care. And my friends don't know anything about Fashion Week, but they want to see my outfits, you know, and we trade pictures. I think the last thing we need is to exacerbate the differences between us. Because at the end of the day, we're all women. And if you love someone, you love them. Anyway, I don't know if that was like a satisfying enough ending. I'm going to think about what we can actually practically do um, to remain friends after our friends have kids. And I would love to hear from you about this. So write in, DM me, message me. (laughs) If I ever stop fucking crying. It's been a long two weeks. Um, And it's my birthday tomorrow. Like when you're listening to the pod, it will be my birthday tomorrow. Tomorrow's not my actual birthday. Anyway. Absolutely no disrespect to the author of that article. If she does listen to this, I respect the shit out of you. I I feel you did a great job of reporting it. I just look at it differently. And maybe I'm naive and maybe I'm, you know, I want to live in a world of like rainbows and fairies. But I have found that life is a little easier when you live in that world. I just want to end on this note. Like I think reaching out no matter what, no matter what you say, even if you say the wrong thing, it doesn't matter what end you're on if you have kids, if you don't. It means so much. And like I said, if you have a good thing going, friendships ebb and flow. If you have a good thing going with someone and they're in a new life phase, reach out to them and don't be afraid to ask the wrong question or whatever. But don't write your friends off. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you so much for all your support this year on the pod. It's because of you that it has grown so much. And it's because of you that I have the courage and strength and creativity to push myself into next year. I can't wait for next year. It's going to be a great year on the pod. So thanks to this community, you mean everything to me. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style with new Pandora jewelry pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. With Pandora's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to show what's in your heart. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with handwritten charms or a personal engraving. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. Be love. Have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me. I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go and I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming and ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code TINKS on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R. 
H-O-B-A-C-K.com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS.